Okay, guys, my name is Dr. Sharna Wolverton Sihan. Super happy and very excited for this very uh, amazing um, episode here. Um, with the whole thing about Stranger Things coming out finally, after it's been like forever waiting for this new season four, um, there's a lot of talk about um, Stranger Things in general. And this past, oh God, how long, a month ago, two months ago, someone had given me um, Penny's name and had said that she was the real 11 and um, told me that I should talk to her. So I, I, I just reached out on Twitter and I was actually really surprised that she responded back and we got on the phone and I think we were on the phone like five hours or something straight, just completely right. going back and forth on different things. Um, it was pretty, uh, anyway, I just fell in love with her and also just appreciate her extreme attention to detail when she does do these investigations. She's um, very, very detailed. Actually, um, before I even spoke with her, when I went to her Twitter account, I just went into her profile and happened to see a blog link. So I went to her blog link and there was a lot of stuff there that you guys would be really interested. But what spoke out, what jumped out to me um, was one specifically with Johnny Depp um, and River Phoenix, which I think it was titled River Phoenix something. And I was like waking up every morning hearing 21 Jump Street over and over again, not really, not knowing that had any uh, connection with Johnny Depp at the minute. Um, but it kind of just put me on this rabbit trail of looking into all the stuff that was going on with Johnny. Now, turns out she went to, to Penny actually went to school with Johnny. And there's some things that we may talk about, you know, with all of that, but it was connecting a lot of dots of some things that I was looking into. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to talk to this lady. So Talked to her for about five hours, and here we are now. She's agreed to do the show. Super excited. Um, I'm going to uh, let her give her background, and she has a beautiful presentation to go over to. Um, but why we are here, if you guys could please do me a favor, go to swiftfire.org, swiftfire.org, get on the newsletter. I um, want to let you know, too, that we have our podcast that's up and available now. You can go to swiftfire.org to watch it. We're now on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Alexa, um, iHeartRadio, all of the things now. And we're actually about to go live on television with Fire TV and Roku. So lots of things coming up, um, but get on the website. And also, if you could please share this. Um, tag your friends and let people um, get this information because I know it's going to be a really good show. So without further ado, I am introducing today Penny L.A. Shepard. Super excited to have you here with us, Penny. Um, uh, also, I didn't actually, I went to the same school as Johnny, but I'm five years older than him, but my cousin went to Sunshine Elementary, to Henry D. Perry, and to Miramar with Johnny. And the school that I went to, the Henry D. Perry uh, Middle School in Miramar, is an MK Ultra school. So when I, I was trying to find pictures of myself, um, and I've been locked up in a crazy house, uh, enemy of the state, and I didn't have any pictures. So they took everything from me over and over again. I did have some pictures that I had uploaded to the web. So if they were um, in the air, I had those pictures, and I was able to retrieve them. But the, I saw the picture of Johnny Depp at my junior high school, and I was like, I didn't even know he was in Florida. So I started asking 
when I when I research something, I say who, what, when, where, why, and how. And until I can answer all of those questions effectively, I feel like I haven't, you know, investigated deep enough. And even when I do investigate deeply enough, I revisit it just to make sure again what new details do I need to know. So of course, this trial with Johnny Depp, I'm doing a series on Dave Zubok's Dark Outposts on Fridays. And I started doing, uh, I've been working with Megan Walsh, who's the daughter of John Walsh, America's Most Wanted since October. This month will be a year that we've, uh, we've worked together. And he has taken her children from her uh, under a corrupt CPS system. And I believe she's just filed in federal court, um, taking it to another height because her civil rights have been severely violated. So I've been working with her and doing interviews with uh, with her. And then also I have a series of reports on, uh, John and all of his, um, his connections in what I refer to as Hollywood. I call myself a Hollywood reporter. So, um, if you, if you see the first slide on my program, can you see the slides? Uh, let me get it up right here. First of all, too, I want to show this. This is actually me and my mom and my dog and Montauk. That's one of the, that's the main lighthouse there for anybody. Um, but let me go back to yeah. your, yeah. Oh, My mom painted pictures of lighthouses. Uh, such a thing with yeah, lighthouses. I saw that lighthouse. Yeah, when I saw the Montauk lighthouse, my mom painted pictures of lighthouse, lighthouses. So I was wondering how she was, she, I know she's affiliated because she was a nurse and she, I believe she volunteered for MKUltra, but she's also a Hitler baby. They made a lot of children uh, with blood from the the people from the Third Reich. They either actually had sex with them or they were given babies um, under uh, Joseph Engele. They created all of these uh, all these little babies. Um, so when I saw yeah. when I saw that lighthouse, I was like, oh my God, was my mom there? But it they developed in '45, so my mom would have been 15 at 45, but she was definitely indoctrinated into this program. My mother, would, my grandmother was a singer and both of their names were Millie. So in Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown plays the character Eleven. So well, um, as I was, go ahead. I, I just thought it was interesting because I hadn't got this picture out for a while. And I know we talked about Mangala, which I don't even like saying his name, but you, if I wish I could make this bigger, but yeah. Right in my hand, I'm holding. This is a daisy right here. Uh, um, right there, holding a daisy. But um, which I I had spoken to you, but I don't know if I publicly had talked about what he would do with the flowers. Uh, he would pull yes, the petals love, off. He loves me. He loves me not. And if if it landed on he loves me not, there was torture and or killing. Um, what my one of my first tattoos is a daisy on my right hip with the petals landing on he loves me not which i was mortified um i actually wrote a, a poem at seven called daisy chains and said imagine you living in shackles too and i know you don't feel the pain you don't even know my name living in daisy chains and um i had explained that to you and then you were but you had given me encouragement because you were like you know what that's just a part of your journey and this is like we leave traces of like breadcrumbs 
to figure things out yes. later. You had mentioned how you scrapped out your your yearbook um, picture, um, which I know you're going to get into all this. I don't, but I'm just saying when I got this picture out, I literally looked and there I was holding the daisy of all things. I mean, I was just like, wow. But yeah, you were definitely, uh, you know, I would say because of your prolific uh, intelligence and all of the things that you've done, that you're definitely a super soldier. Um, and many people don't even know that they are. Super soldiers don't have to be people that climb mountains. Uh, they have a psychic super soldier program, which that's what we are. We're psychic super soldiers. So we're not like, you know, unusual endurance or things like that. Although I do know when I was like about 12, I lifted a pool table with my back. So in retrospect, I'm thinking, huh, you know, and it wasn't like a little pool table. Uh, so we do have a semblance of some genetic uh, hybridization within us and that could be done in utero or it could also be done as you're growing, which Max Spears had said. Max Spears said that he was experimented on in utero and then also throughout his life, they were uh, they were genetically enhancing him. And his intelligence was off the chart as is yours. Yeah, I, so I, I, wanna... um, I just know that I do have memories of what happened in utero. And I do know that they were constantly taking me for testing, um, putting me in these booths constantly. Uh, I was always at the doctor doing something, blood work, nosebleeds. Um, you know, they said that there was a hearing situation um, and they would have me in these booths with headphones and then also the thing with the electrical stuff. But um, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't, um, I don't call myself a super soldier or anything like that. I don't really, and you know, I, I have memories of weird things for sure. Talking about stranger things, right. I you have memories of stranger psychic. things. You'd be a psychic super soldier. That's that's their primary um, focus. Is they want enhancement of strength, supernatural strength, and longevity um, for the super soldier program. But you would be utilized. You're not military. I wasn't military. What if your father though was, right? Yeah, was military and worked on the actual radar and many radars across. He was in Iceland, Japan. Um, they actually Westinghouse recruit tried to recruit him. We went when I was like 10 or 11 to England and we stayed at West, the VP of Westinghouse house for a week or two because they, they probably thought he knew some things and were wanting to get information and or hire him because Tesla is the technology that's used in Montauk and Westinghouse, they had this big rivalry um, and he's probably trying to well, get he information. Worked with, he worked with Westinghouse, then Westinghouse wanted to make money and he didn't, he wanted to, he wanted to give free energy. And so Westinghouse ousted him and that's where you have General Electric, which was actually Edison. Yeah. So dad didn't take the job and we left. And, you know, I know a lot of strange information about the radars for whatever reason. I know like the span and, you know, different anything. But tell me your background. Let, let's for people who don't know you or aren't familiar with you. Let's talk about you. Um, I'd love to hear, just give us a little bit of your background, your bio. And I want to hear too about the John situation and just give us the whole thing. Let's go. I'm excited. Okay. So, um, 
I found out who I was. I was basically kept under MKUltra for 58 years. Um, I found out that my family are Hitler's Eichmann's, Mengele's, as in Joseph Mengele, and Spears, as in Albert Spears, who was Hitler's Minister of War in my travel from March of 2016 when I started regaining memories, which I was at 58. So I do what I do. I take phone calls from people all over the world to try and help them remember things if they want to remember. Um, I, that's you know my mission. I can't do that for them, but I can guide them to certain things that will uh, help embellish some of those lost memories. And I must say, if you're going to engage in using my methodology, you have to be uh, pretty strong-minded and uh, you know acutely aware of some of these satanic factions which you will be viewing. Otherwise, it could be detrimental to your health. So I found out that I was used. I was married to a person named Steve Zenos. That's where the X comes from. Because I, I'm, I am 11. I was married to Steve Zenos, and they used to call him Dr. X. He was a doctor of uh, psychology. He actually practiced. He didn't have his doctorate, so he was a counselor. But his parents were both PhDs, MFCCs, which is married family counselor, crisis counselors. So here's that's where the name came from, 11, Agent X11. Okay, so I have this video that someone did for me, and it's just a what if kind of video. Stranger Things based on a true story. Oh, is it? Here, with us. here is the dance move generator. You're going to take turns hitting this button, which will randomly select a never-before-seen dance move. Whoever's turn it is has to make up a dance for that move. The best dancer wins. Finn, generator, here we go. Here's going to be a performance feat. <laughs> like birds. You have birds. Toast, toast, toast. 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 Oh, there's a toasty what? waffle. Toast and waffles. Toast and waffles. Toast and waffles. You want to do toast and waffles? I'm just Basically, it just says on the 11, Penny Liz Shepherd, Millie Bobby Brown plays 11. My mom's name is Millie. Um, and she, she, you know, looked a lot like me. 
Brown is German for Braun. Eva Braun married Hitler. My mom, I've come to find out, was not only a black Illuminati witch, she read from the Book of the Dead, but, and she tortured me, and she was gay. So she married my father as a cover story. And, uh, you know, I'm so, so researching my own genesis as to how I came to be. I believe that I was created in the, in the laboratory and either implanted in my mother or implanted in Irene Mengele, who Irene shown being married to Joseph Mengele. My name is Penny L.A. Shepard. I was born August 11th, 1958 in Hollywood, Florida, into MK Ultra's Project Genesis, Subproject Eve, into Joseph Mengele's family, and into the military industrial entertainment complex. If you don't know what that is, it's essentially the military industrial complex works hand in hand with the military industrial entertainment complex. And uh, they are, in my, my estimation, they are one in the same. So it's just you just insert entertainment in there because it's, the entertainment industry is integral to their operations. I was used by my evil deep state family for, for covert operations as a psychic soldier for espionage, ciphering, transmission of messages, sexpionage, assassinations, and other covert activities presently unavailed to me. Oh, there's an extra S in there. <laughs> I was genetically enhanced in utero, and I was forced to utilize certain psychic abilities under FA Ultra. I was used as a covert asset, a.k.a. agent. They call assets agents. My agent names were 11 and X, hence I go by Agent X11. I was erased after all missions, much like Jason Bourne in The Bourne Identity, only I never volunteered. Here are some pictures of me throughout my career. This is a band that I was in under my agent, John, who I came to find out was my actual brother. And this is me as Mrs. Mr. Valley, um, Mrs. USA Rose. That was my wedding picture, which Madonna captured when I started writing about Agent X. She came out with, I'm Madam X, and she used the same hat and a wedding dress. I was sex trafficked and used in the military industrial entertainment complex, which I worked in within for almost half a century as a singer, model, actress, and writer. Additionally, I worked as an executive assistant in major corporations. I was also a technologist who worked in the legal arena and also at one time ran my own legal business. I have a Bachelor of Science in Business and Technology and a Master's in Education, a minor in Psychology. I tell people I actually should have, um, I actually should be a PhD, just give me an honorary one. My first handler was a man named Durrell, who I found out in 2017 is the son of Albert Speer, Hitler's Minister of War. So when you're looking at uh, the character, uh, Dr. Brenner, he's actually an amalgamation of many different characters. One would be John Brennan, um, and it, John Brennan's name is John Owen Brennan, and he's head of the CIA. But John Brennan also, um, there's two characters. One is a Dr. Owens, who I believe is a composite of my husband, Steve Denno, and also of John Owen Brennan. So they put him in several characters. Um, Darrell is Albert Spears' son. Albert was Hitler's architect. Spears was born in 1905 in Mannheim, Germany. Darrell went to Mankato High School in Minnesota, and he was born in Mankato, which I believe was uh, one of the places where Paperclip scientists came all over the world, and I think they also came in through our POW uh, internment camps, and it was like a reverse Hogan's Heroes, where in Hogan's Heroes, he's a, a, a captured uh, POW of the German people, 
believe that we had the German people and then we infiltrated them into our society at killing some Americans and giving them papers and changing their names. And that was one way of the infiltration. This is me in my band, which I call this Russian guitar player, Mark. And that is uh, one, of my, uh, my, one of my bass players. I had many bands. So I ran my own bands and I also had agents. This was Jarrell's band called Big Business. Apparently I was the big business because they were sex trafficking and utilizing me as an agent. This is my husband who was also my guitar player. I had a band called Stranger. Zenos means stranger. This is Steve. This is my drummer, Bob Bowman and Steve. I'm not sure who these two guys are, but that's them in high school. And as you see, Steve has a tie that's cut off. It's looking at inside of his pants. My next handler husband, Steve Zenos, he was a therapist with a master's in psychology. His friends called him Dr. X. Zenos meets stranger. I was literally Mrs. Stranger. Steve ran his parents' psychology practice. Both his parents were MFCC, marriage family crisis counselors, for over 38 years. They used NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, on me, hypnosis. It's one of the most powerful forms of hypnosis that exists, and took my DNA. These and clones were made from my ovum and fetuses. The Zenos family, I came to find out this last year, worked with Dr. Jolie West and Margaret Singer, both MK Ultra handlers who worked with Alan Dulles, head of the CIA under Kennedy, and head of MK Ultra. And they also worked with Sidney Gottlieb, who ran biowarfare um, under MK Ultra. And he was uh, contracted basically to um, do all their covert activities. But one of the main things he had was under the Bay of Pigs to try and kill, um, they call it whacking the beard, Castro with a bio a weapon. The X-Files, I'm also in the X-Files. So they're making movies and television series about all of us. I just found out the ones that pertain to me. So I just want to make that clear. There's nothing you know, intrinsically special about why they've chosen to amalgamate some of my, my characters into their characters. Because I asked, why does Gillian Anderson look like me? And I asked my husband, my last husband, Sam Van Hooser, why does... Uh, you know, David Duchovny looked like you because, I mean, they were like, they could have been like clones of one another. The X-Files started on a wiggy case of exenotransplantation. So there we've got the exeno name again. Exenotransplantation is the transference of genetic materials from one species to another. I married Steve Zenos. He had his master's again in psychology and his friends called him Dr. X, like Dr. Xavier. And I'm a trained MK Ultra psychic super soldier. And when I say this, it's not like, hey, Penny, what, shirt am, what color shirt am I wearing? It's not like that. It's very complex. Um, I know things in advance, which is, have helped me survive and escape, uh, I call it escapado, some of the, the contrived things that happened on me. But I always ended up back with a handler who they all knew. And that's one thing I didn't understand either. Everybody knows everybody. That's one thing my brother John told me. My second husband, Sam Van Hooser, looked like David Duchovny. He had been a sheriff at one time, an EMT, a Carlsbad, California uh, sergeant, a trained drug recognition expert, Derry, and a detective. He did work on some X-Files. He interfaced with the entertainment industry, CIA, DIA, NSA, DEA, and FBI. So I finally got Sam's yearbook. It was very difficult to try and find it. I had to buy it on eBay. Um, that was like, like two years ago. And here's Sam. His hair is a little bit lightened. There's David Duchovny. And there's David when he's growing up. And there's Sam. That's the only pictures that I have because they took all my pictures. So Sam Van Hooser was my second husband, a handler, and a spy, intel agent, Carlsbad PD sergeant, retired, and he worked X-Files for Deep State CIA. And he also knew my brother John, which I didn't know that at the time. I introduced him to him. 
I thought I was having an affair with my agent, not my brother. So here's Gillian Anderson and me, and there's Irene Millay and me. And then this right here is David Duchovny and my stepson, Daniel Van Huser, who at one point I was at uh, his grandmother's house and I saw this portrait on the wall. I said, oh, that's a great picture of Daniel. She said, that's not Daniel, that's Sam. So they look at one point like they could be clone with one another too. And then this is Mitch Pilecki. He plays A.D. Skinner. And when I went to go find out what my husband's badge number was after I had moved um, to Texas, where I reside in a remote region, um, I had to get my driver's license. And I, I called I called the Carlsbad, uh, sent a message to Carlsbad PD. But I was looking, I wanted to talk to the chief, the chief of police. And I found out, uh, instead, I, was, I found out that three months after my husband died, this guy became the chief of police in Carlsbad, but not Carlsbad, California, Carlsbad, New Mexico, which the surrounding area is Roswell. This guy's name is Sean Skinner. Wait, did you say <laughs> Carlsbad? Carlsbad, California, but there's a Carlsbad, New Mexico. And there's, there's also a straight a Carlsbad, line with Germany. Right. Which we, right. we lived right by there, like when I was when we were stationed in Germany. But I didn't know there was one in California or I believe these Carlsbads are named after the Germany one. Huh. So okay. when they create when they go to create a city, they name it after maybe a very wealthy founder, a person that owned the paper mill famous doctor, right? Or they name it after Germanic fashions. You will see these Germanic names all across the United States, like, you know, New Berlin in Wisconsin. I was like, I don't want to go to New Berlin. I didn't like old Berlin, but that's a Germanic faction. That's where they settled. So when they were coming out of some of these POW camps, which I believe that they were actually hiding their identities, it wasn't just through the paperclip as, as you know, 5,000 scientists or whatever. It was anyone that was, uh, that believed in the third reich and then the progenitors of the fourth reich which currently exists today they were given uh new names from germany the germanic factions and they were spread across the united states so florida was one of the most prolific uh hubs of germans because they were running the space program there from warner von Braun, and then they also had the cuban faction they had the mob faction and the cia faction so they had more agents in florida than they did in langley and there's a, these are two, uh, two of my, I started putting together these like collages. I encourage you, if you're trying to get your memories back, start doing some kind of any kind of artwork, writing, writing and research is instrumental to regaining your memories. And it was interesting because in the season four, uh, episode, they're talking about, they put her through what's called the Nina project, which my brother has an adopted daughter named Nina. And um, they put her through the Nina project in order for her to regain her memories. And that's how they said she can regain her power if she knows what happened. And that's been the premise of my life since um, I left in March of 2016 at 58 is to try and regain those memories. And I know I will be regaining those memories until I die because there it's 58 years of memories that were taken. If you add in all the, all the minutes and seconds that transpired in those 58 years, you know, but you have to want to have these memories back. If you don't want to have the memories back, that's okay. But if you do, be prepared that they will be shocking and you have to have the fortitude and uh, the psychological and the psychological ap acumen 
to be able to withstand some of the things that you will be going through because it's not an easy journey. And, um, you know, I've prayed, I asked God to reveal myself to me. And it's been a process since 2015. So 2020 would be five years, about seven years now. And I believe we're currently in revelations because more and more people, they're being revealed what happened to them. Their memories are coming back. So that's an incredible uh, gift for humanity. So I say MK Ultra is mind control. It's the primary tool of the New World Order. MK Ultra has many such definitions. And I have a different definition of MK Ultra. I believe that it is the broad-based tool of the New World Order, which and it means that everyone on the earth at some point has been manipulated, mind manipulated by books, media, um, you know, governance, uh, religion. Um, so if, you know, if you've been, or, you know, now that we have television, television, you've been manipulated to the mockingbird media. So at some point you have, there has been mind control perpetrated upon you. That does not mean that you were a super soldier that was tortured and they took you know, that you became disassociative identity disorder or multiple personality disorder because you were actually using covert operations. But it is a broad based term and faction, which it is the tool of the new world order to control your mind. And this is implemented throughout the world. You see it in communist China. You see it also in Russia as well, because the, the Russian mind control is prevalent and Manchuria, China created Manchurian entity. So one of the definitions, one of the smaller definitions of MK Ultra, is called manufactured killers utilizing lethal tradecraft requiring assassination. So if they get a child young enough and they torture it, it creates what they would say alters or you know disparate spaces within your psyche in which you will just be under MK Ultra, under mind control, and then they will say, "Hey, shoot that person!" Go shoot that person. Go back into the other space of your like who you are and you won't retain information on that but i liken it to being a computer you can take a computer and segregate it with two operating systems so you can run uh windows on one and uh you can run you know ms dos and then you can also run a mac operating system if you partition it but you know one side does not know what the other is but we are human computers and i believe there's a way to access all those memories so like you were saying you didn't know how you knew so much about radar even though you're a child, you're a computer, you're absorbing all this. Even if you're an MK Ultra or you're in a coma, you're still receiving that information and you're cataloging it in your mind. So, you know, why, why are some of these generals afraid of the MK Ultras? Because they're going to have some of these memories of missions that they were sent on and, and parameters of uh, secret, top secret, ultra secret operations, which are inside of you. James Coswell wrote a PDF called Agent Buried Alive in which he speaks to this. And it's a free PDF. You can Google it. James's last name is C-A-S-B-O-L-T. I believe James is currently working for the Vatican. I think he's still in a UK prison, but I'm not sure. He has a hit list of about 40 people on there because he is uh, beholden to the Vatican. And, yeah, I have a whole, I think personally, um, there's a movie coming out um, next month that I, I think has to do with James and Max, but that's a yes. whole nother topic, but keep going. So, well, I was about Max. What's up? Roswell was about Max, the, the series Roswell. Oh, Sarah really? and Max said that they were 
Yes. yes. So you might want to watch that. And they're like I say, they've done many, many television series. So I also help people to determine what characters that they've made about them. I had a person who I found out was an agent for Rel who told me at one time, you know, they I was writing uh, I worked for the DOG for Todd Oliver. He's a dog ventriloquist, so I was making it so that he works for the dog, the DOG, and uh, the dog can talk independently. And I was going to write about his cat, Lola, my friend's cat, Lola. And he got just vehement and said, don't write about my cat. They made movies and television series about me, and I'm followed wherever I go. Now, if you had the mind to think, well, that's a little odd. You know, Maybe this person is paranoid, but he was actually telling the truth. And he was telling it about himself, but he was telling it about all of us. As I'm saying to you, I've just found some characters that are actually me. And, you know, if you suspect that there's somebody that, you know, is modeled after you or it's like the actress has your same name, I can, you know, help you discern from that. And then you'll you'll be able to look at these things a little bit uh, differently and ascertain information. And again, you literally have to have a head on your shoulders because when you're watching some of these things, these are satanic propositions. How are they getting the information? Is it possible that they're, they're getting the information from demons who know this information? That's a, you know, that's a premise that I that I have at this particular juncture. Because I kept asking, how do they know so much about me? So here's my face over the character 11. This dress. I had this same exact dress when I was like three or four. There was a family picture, which I don't have. But I had short sleeves, little cap sleeve. But that is the exact dress. And the details like that where you're like, how are they doing this? Right? So my name, again, I say is Penny L.A. Shepard. I'm the real 11. I was born August 11th, 1958. I was raised in Ives Estates. Okay? That's significant. In Miami, Florida. Which that Ives Estates, I believe, was a paperclip project. Lily Bobby Brown plays 11, a.k.a. Jane Ives as in Jane Doe in Unknown from Ives. Now, they can explain it away and say, well, we had a friend who was working on this. His last name was Ives. However, if they perhaps don't even know where they're getting this information, that would explain it. Because when I started writing a, a television series also called Bradford and Valentine, I found out that my characters were all real, and I thought I was making them up. So, you know, who is – they're based on – real things like it's based on real project in montauk but that wasn't the only project there were hundreds and thousands of these projects across the world how do people remember being in chairs when they they never lived in new york and they weren't at montauk were they actually interfacing with remote viewing program all over the world so montauk and germany and you know dc and i believed when i first started this and i was housed at montauk although i did live in new york I attended New York University for a year. I studied under Stella Adler, who she studied with Lee Strasberg under um, Stanislavski, who was called the originator of method acting. But if you see what he actually did, he created Russian mind control. It took him 40 years, and he worked with Lenin. He was funded by Lenin. So that means that method acting is a form of spy training, and it's also a form of MK Ultra Russian mind control. So and here's my last slide on this, and I'm just going to throw this out here before we before we end. I know we got a little bit more time. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Telegram, and I'm on Signal. I run two MK Ultra research groups on Facebook. One is called See Me Now MK Ultra Agent X11, and the other one is MK Ultra Stranger Things Agent X11. 
I talk to people all over the world about MK Ultra, and I write a blog about Satanic Hollywood, which you can find at shepherdentertainment.blogspot.com. If you wish to contact me, please text my phone and say who you are. I will not answer unless you're in my contacts. My phone number is 619-779-9771. My email is my name, Shepard, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, the word entertainment at gmail.com. And on Twitter, I'm Shepard out because apparently I was in and now I'm out. Agent X11 Stranger Things on IG. I'm Shepard out and Agent.11 because they nuked my other account. Yeah, they did mine too. Oh, did it freeze up? Oh, are you there? Yes. Oh, okay. It froze up again. I heard you nuked, and they nuked your other channel, and then it blogged, it bleeped out. Yes, they they nuked a lot of my, uh, not of my account. So I just kept going on, and my my main account has still been there, Shepherd out. And it's just, you know, I. I've been on Twitter since 2016 and when I was waking up and, um, you know, knowing what I know, I should, I'm heavily shadow banned. So I only have about 7,000 followers on one of my accounts. Yeah. And that's where I found you. Um, a friend of mine had told me to go look and her, you guys go check out her blog. I mean, so many great, amazing details. Um, Again, even about what's going on, what happened with the River Phoenix situation, which, like I said, I kept waking up and hearing 21 Jump Street. I didn't know what it was. And, you know, I was watching a little bit of this distraction situation going on with what just ended, I guess, yesterday or whatever-ish with Johnny Depp and all that. And um, was just watching it with a grain of salt but then also uh in the middle because i went to your blog and i've always been fascinated with the whole situation with river phoenix and remembered after reading your blog that he was at johnny's place when that happened and it was on october 31st some sort of sacrifice situation for him to get like bonus points in the celebrity situation i don't know how much you want to speak on that but um, uh, well, I've been doing what well, I have not actually been covering the trial. What I've been covering on Dave Zubik's show, I'm on Fridays from 10 to 1 Central Standard Time. I have about three hours. Sometimes I do two, sometimes I do three. And um, I've been covering all of his associations. So Winona Ryder is in Stranger Things, and Winona Ryder was his girlfriend. Winona Ryder. Um, has some epic connections. One is to Ginsburg, who's, who formed NAMLA, the Boy Love uh, organization. And then also, um, who's the other one? Uh, it was her godfather. Um, it was a, another prolific, oh, Timothy Leary. Mm. She was, Timothy Leary was her godfather. Timothy Leary was uh, a psychologist and L- he did LSD. He was a proponent of that. So, you know, and she also was raised in, um, in a cult, basically. And uh, they went and lived on some, you know, commune for many years. She didn't have books. And she said her favorite book was um, Catcher in the Rye, which Catcher in the Rye, as you will know, is a book for MK Ultra assassins. It's very well known. Um, in the conspiracy theory, he kept buying Catcher in the Rye and um, his... 
his partner, um, the, the girl that he had gone to, um, he, she says, you have hundreds of these books. He says, yes, I know. He said, I, there's more underneath the bed. She said, have you read it? And he said, uh, no, I've never read it. I need one of them to feel safe. So it's a code word, which they're, they're literally, they're, people don't realize you're being MK Ultra through the television in, in satanic movies, which have, um, and, and trust me, you know, Stranger Things is very satanic, okay? Watch it with the, with the captions on, and it's a form of neuro-linguistic programming, but you, they are, the music frequencies are intended to hypnotize, to bring you under, and then they have a lot of code words in there, strings of code words. So how they would activate, for instance, in the shooting that we're talking about, Uvalde, I'm going to try to research more of it, but how they would activate somebody is they would be watching a movie and it would say a code name, which would literally trigger them. Mm -hmm. And then they would go out and, and shoot and kill people in the mass, uh, mass shootings. So I did my master's thesis on school shootings um, but I didn't know then I wasn't awake. I didn't know that they were MK ultra propositions. So they, they will code you with many different things. When I was in Mexico, I wrote a song called let's go to Mexico. When I was with my husband, Steve Zenos, and I was also with my brother, David, who I've now come to find out that he was an MK ultra and he also had voices skull in him. He wrote an unpublished book entitled the whistleblower about the Vatican Bush and my family. And he was murdered on a high satanic holiday in mission Valley in Mission Beach, um, April 28, 2007. It was a strategized hit. Was this individual part of uh, MS-13 or some faction thereof that was uh, that was contracted in some, you know, in some sphere to be able to um, go down and murder my brother? Uh, and my other brother said, "Yeah, he was. He died protecting a woman." Now I know that that woman was actually me because after he wrote the whistleblower. They did was a standard protocol. They said that he was crazy. They disavowed him of his home. He got divorced. He said that everyone in his life had been contrived in the government plant. All these things are true. But when you hear it for the first time, you're like, gee, that sounds a little suspect until it happens to you. And then when it happens to you, you're like, oh, wow, this is an actual protocol that they do when you start waking up. This happened also to Megan Walsh when she asked her, started asking questions about her brother, Adam. And his murder, and then she asked, "Hey, Dad, do you have any ties to Epstein?" Subsequently, thereafter, they say she's crazy, she's a drug addict, she's, uh, you know, inappropriate. That her father sells her house out from under her and takes her children from her. This is all contrived. He, her father has ties to the CIA. He presented her in front of Reagan when she was two. She's also uh, related somehow to Drew Barrymore, like a distant cousin. Her mom's main, middle name is Drew, so that's that's a uh, first names become last names, last names become first names or middle names. That's how we keep together the lineage in in the Hispanic culture. They just keep all the names, but in just ours, like we'll take Spears, just like Albert Spears, Brittany Spears, Max Spears. Yes, they're all from that lineage. Now, what people don't understand is there's a spelling divergency. You know, some people are like, well, my name is Johnson with an O, not an E. I'm like, really? Because you all came originally from the clan of the sons of John. Um, are you blood related? No. But are you genealogical, genealogically linked through that clan name? Yes. Are all Smiths related? No. But the Smiths were the Schmitz. So mm -hmm. they, 
They moved around from different regions. When they came to America, we angelicized it. And we then called the Schmitz the Smiths. And then we changed a little bit of spelling via whatever region that you moved in. Like the Goldbergs would be the gold, people that had something to do with gold that lived near the mountains or in regions. So you're named after geographic regions or you're named occupationally. And like the Bakers or Bakers. The Bakers in Germany were called the Beckers. So when they came over here, the spelling divergencies. So you have Spear, which is S-P-E-E-R, and then you have Spears, Max Spears, which is S-P-I-E-R, which actually, if you look at it, it's the Spires family. They're spies. And his his uh, grandfather was a spy. He was in uh, POW in, um, in Japan. And then when he came back, he was a prolific actor, and he acted in some... Uh, he acted in a thing called Danger Man. He was in one uh, season of that. And that made all sense to me because Danger Man is where they, they open up the program and they say, yes, it's about NATO having spies. And what happened with Max? He died eight days after the NATO summit in Warsaw, Poland. And so they're telling us that all these movies are real. Well, they're yeah. hiding the fact that it's real, but they're all real, which is that's what I speak upon. I speak upon the military industrial entertainment complex because they're giving militarized strategized intel in books, in movies, um, in theatrical productions, in mu in music. They're utilizing the frequency of music as well. Yes, and so a couple things I want to say. Um, one thing is, I, and I had talked to you about some of this, but not all of it, is part of my triggering and or memories of stuff of, of investigating was, um, you know, the whole Ryan Gosling connection with Max and that's a whole show, honestly. And if you guys haven't seen that show, I will put. Do you mean what's Orlando up? Bloom? Do you mean what? Orlando Bloom? No, Orlando well, Bloom. That's another story, but that's a, that is another story. But I'm talking about Ryan Gosling, which I talked about in another show, which I'll I'll do the link because it takes too long. But I'll say okay. this: um, the um, it's interesting because I I I couldn't watch anything with Ryan for a long, long time. Found out some things that were connected to Max. Found out there was a band that he he created um, with another guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's not in the band, but they right. have started, and so did Disney. Um, but that goes uh, started started in 2009, which when that's Max. Well, actually, started 2008, which is when Max started having his memories back. Um, but the name of the band is Dead Man's Bones. The name of their first album is Dead Man's Bones. Coming from a ministry background, I know, I first thing I think of is Ezekiel 37, which talks about the Valley of Dry Bones and how they were supposed to prophesy to these dead bones to come back to life. And when they did, you know, everything came back to, to you know, these bones came back to be people after dead. And huh. then... They were a vast army, which I know they're building an AI clone army to go against ETs eventually. And, you know, they've just overdid it with some of the glycine oxide, um, glycine oxide and some of these things that they just screwed up on. But all that being said, Max's trigger word was sunshine. And I finally was able to feel led. You know, you were mentioning trigger words. Um, I would always hum, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when stars are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And I would grieve over that song. But um, when 
I got up and watched, I finally could be okay and not shaken to watch something with Ryan Gosling. And I picked um, Lars and the Real Girl is the name of the, the movie. And it's about him carrying around this mannequin. And the reason why I picked it is because of the whole mannequin project. And in the process of that, was looking up all the cloning stuff and looking into that more. And, um, you know, in this, in the actual movie, his name is Lars something, but they kept referring to him as Mr. Sunshine. And I was like, I just stopped dead. In my, I mean, cancel. I, I just stopped in my tracks because I was like, um, Johnny Depp went to Sunshine Elementary. No so way. With my cousin. Yes, he went to Sunshine okay, Elementary. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So after that, um, you know, I, I, after like integrating some more and just whatever, um, someone had sent me a picture, which I'll, I'll show you this picture. Um, this, it was really small on Facebook. And when I saw it, I just glanced at it and I immediately thought that this was the movie that Max was supposed to be in that he never finished or even started. I know he was given the script. So I, so I was talking about it and I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't know they took pictures for this. I didn't know. I literally thought this was him. It's called The Gray Man. Um, it's, it's about a CIA top assassin, assassin that worked with another group and uh spe specifically a partner which i think is james casbolt and um they basically max or ryan left because of all these dark things that were going on there and he started whistleblowing and then um they were all trying to kill him all the agencies were trying to kill him because he was outing all this stuff well when i saw this i literally thought this was the movie because there was a movie that was supposed to happen that didn't happen. And then when I looked closer, I realized this is the actual movie that's coming out with Ryan. Right. So, and also it's July, um, tw uh, 20, 2022, two minute, two hours and two minutes, which Max's whole thing right. was about the twos, 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 always about the twos. He was born on the 22nd. Um, and then turns out I looked to see that the, um, the day that this is going to be coming out is is july 16th 2022 which is maybe even okay. the day he died because they don't really know what they on the certificate it says it's the 16th but they turn the ambulance and the coroner away two or three times and the police as people tried to come to his rescue um, so we don't know when he actually died but there this movie um i mean come on the weird thing is that I was told at one point, I talked to Godwa, and I was told that I was supposed to be the next Max Spears. And that confused me. At the time, I didn't even know who it was. And it's like, this doesn't make any sense, because Max was born in 1976, and I was born in 1958. So how am I supposed to be the next Max Spears? But Max was going to talk about the entertainment industry. Well, uh, yeah, and he you was know, supposed to be as, you know, along... He was supposed to be with with um, 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 Bloom, and uh, that Bloom went on to do his stuff. And I know that he's connected to Katy Perry, which is connected to John. Your John, um, Orlando was actually Max's 
best friend. They did everything together, vacation together as kids with families. Johnny Went to school together and then also was actually his godfather because he went to go get christened in Canterbury, which when I went there, they stole my purse. No, no coincidence. They stole um, the purse in Canterbury? I went to Canterbury and I went to the bathroom and they stole my purse. I'm probably trying to figure out who wow. I was. Or in the actual in the uh, church. Yes. Um, but anyway, so I go and I just Google this movie because I wanted to know more about it. And when I get to the one minute mark of the trailer, literally, literally, it it's uh, the guy who's playing James. I think it's James. This is just my opinion is the guy who plays Thor. Um, trying to remember the guy's name. But anyway, Ryan says to the guy on the telephone, I'm beginning to not like you. And then Thor, I forget his real name, says back to him um, something like, that's just how it goes, Sunshine. He literally says Sunshine yeah. again. And I'm yeah. like, are they calling him Sunshine in every freaking movie? I don't know. I've only seen a few. But again, the trigger words, right? Um, talk yes. a little bit. Um, I know you mentioned Winona. And also it's interesting, you know, she did stuff with Ethan Hawke, which Ethan Hawke's daughter is in Stranger Things. Um, that's interesting. But, uh, and then you mentioned too, the trigger words, you know, Denzel has um, a, a movie that was about um, assassinations with trigger words. Yes and, yes. and that is quite an interesting movie to watch, but talk about twinning. Cause I, I'm, I know you mentioned um, John and you brothers and like what for the audience explain twinning. Right. I think there are many different kinds of twinning. Okay. So one would be a genetic twinning. Another would be like what happened with Max Spears and Orlando Bloom at the, at that church where uh, I believe that was Thomas Beckett's church where he died there. They basically decapitated him um, and his blood still on the floor. And they, the, what I had heard them say was that um, that they've got blessed um, by one of the bishops in that church, and then Max Max consciousness was copied and was uh, transferred into Orlando Bloom, so they can literally copy your consciousness, upload it through mind mapping, put it into a satellite, and then download it into a clone body. But there was a transference between Orlando Bloom, who transferred his consciousness, or he didn't do it, but it was transferred into Max, and then Max's consciousness was transferred into Orlando Bloom. So that's another form of like twinning. And then one would be like a genetic twinning, and then another one would be I I asked was I paired with my agent. So when I was at when I was in Branson, and things were being revealed to me, and I had a temptation driving my car from the group, the temptations, and I I was writing Bradford Valentine, so I saw the Bradford and I pull in. And then I say, what is the premise of this place? And they say, it's the Bradford pair, kind of like um, the Pelican Brief, right? And so I say, out loud, I say, am I paired with my agent? So that pairing is a different thing. Because I'm told that John is twinned with Michael Aquino. So the twinning could be two things. It could be a genetic twinning that they created. And then it could also be that... Uh, you, they uploaded the consciousness, and so that consciousness, there's two consciousness, 
in the same body with the epigenetic memories, the conscious memories of a lifetime. So if you were maybe twinned with him or you were paired with him at some point where you're in one of these chairs, he's in another one, and you're paired with him, you're sharing the conscious memories of one another. You're shared. Now with, with John, I don't know if there's a difference between pairing or twinning. I would think there is because I'm not twinned with Mike Lacino. You know, but I know John is, and John also goes by the AKA Satan Yahweh. And he's head of MK Ultra. So he works in the deep underground military bases with the popes, uh, with um, with the uh, presidents um, in these deep, dark, dink associations. And when Alex Jones went to Bohemian Grove, I, I listened to that tape, and it, it indeed sounded like, John's voice saying, are you going to burn me again? Uh, Wait, these what? are things, can I, when Alex Jones went to Bohemian Grove, he said he broke in. He didn't, he was invited as part of the hair club, H-E-R-R. -R. He was invited because you don't break into Bohemian Grove. There's too much, you know, too many guard uh, regions for, uh, you know, and high security for presidential, uh, you know, presidential hopefuls or past presidents and, CEOs, they all have their own, you know, own guards. So you don't break into Bohemian Grove. And he recorded one of the ceremonies and the voice came from there said, are you going to burn me again? And I said, oh my God, that sounds like John's voice. Because as a singer, I can recognize the frequency in someone's voice. I can walk yes. by a television and say, who's yep. acting without looking at the person? Because I yep. identify with frequency. Because I could I sound like pretty much anyone. I yes, can hear I it can on the like Yeah, I and can when hear it on the They showed me a clone of John in my, at a Starbucks, and my sister-in-law is like, what are you seeing? So that means she knew that clone was coming in there. I got coordinates on my phone when I was at uh, at a church called Willow Creek in um, in Illinois, in, um, in Barrington, Illinois. And I got coordinates on my phone. I went to the Starbucks, and I waited, and then before this clone came in, my sister-in-law calls me and says, what are you seeing? She's like the sister of my sister-in-law, my former sister-in-law. And I said, it's John, but it's not. I say, he's younger. I mean, everything about him, his fat fingers, his legs, his hair, everything. It was John. And I say, but he doesn't sound like him. The topper in his voice is different because John has a very gravelly voice. I said, and... Um, you know, it's it's not him. I said, I can't approach. He doesn't know me. And she said to me, no, you can't approach. So meaning that she knows that she knew that there was a clone there. And then I look, this is how, when people say, hey, how are you 11? Or how do you how do you do things? How are you receiving information? So my, my grandniece put on Facebook, drink water, turn around. I'm like, I'm already in the rabbit hole. So I drink water, I turn around a car, a Chrysler comes through the drive-thru. I snap a picture of it because I know, I'm in trouble. I'm going to get thrown into a crazy house. The license plate was P48-5150. 5150 is a police code for when you send somebody involuntarily into a psychiatric facility. P48 is Penny 4, and then 888 is Heil Hitler. Penny for Hitler, we're going to 5150 you. And that's what happened the very next day. Wow. So if you want to know how, how does this, how how do you empty ultras, and you're, you're a psychic soldier, whether you say you are or not. I just, I know you are, so just put it out there. But that's how we do things. It's it's not just an intuitive knowing. We are literally reading the signs 
and we're seeing things. It's not like I'm a prophet or anything like that. I refer to myself as maybe a time traveler because when they put you in the chair, you see past events, present events, and future events. So you, you're availed of that knowledge. And again, like a computer, you're like tick, 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 which is why I tell people when you're watching these movies, you know, be very careful because I don't want you to have a psychotic break, but be very careful and then, you know, start and stop them, take breaks from it, take pictures of it, keep the captions on because that's how we record things. We record things mm -hmm. in, in, you know, mnemonic pictures, pictograms of what happened at that precise moment. If you're listening to a song, all of a sudden you'll be taken right back to that moment in time that you first heard that song. When you're, when you're picking the flowers, right? All of a sudden you look at the picture like, dang, right? You, you're taken back to that moment in time and we remote view through pictures. So you see this, not just the symbology, but you were trained, I was trained to look at the picture and say, what was that person thinking? Where did they come from? Where are they going? Who are they talking to? Again, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. And then that's how you that's how you do remote viewing. Mine is more, it's not like a, a, a where you sit down and there's a whole prescribed manner in which you have to do this, your parameters. Mine's more of the intuitive, but then also through, you know, the who, what, when, why, and how thing. And that's how I would be able to see who that person was, what they were thinking at the time the picture was taken, where they're going, you know, you, you see all the features about that individual in one in one encapsulated picture. Same thing with your memories. Yeah, um, when they tested me for scalar waves, I'm actually the same number scalar waves as what they were doing in Montauk. Like something entrained into my field that's still there, which, um, and also, you know, I have memories of being in the chair and seeing things from a distance. And yet, even as an adult, I would go to sleep and I would be in the chair outside the moon, looking at the earth, seeing something going on in Israel, come back, you know, wake up, whatever, um, come back, be able to tell people what's about to happen in Israel. And they actually were, we were at a conference. They, they said it all over the whole conference and it happened. And then I ended up meeting someone who was the wife of two wing people that were going to be uh, instrumental in this thing that happened in Israel. And I told that, that person, um, you know, this is going to happen and it happened and this has happened so many times, but it's always me in a chair somewhere seeing something on the earth that's about to happen. And so it's like, but I'm an adult in the chair. I'm not a kid in the chair. I don't, I, I, I have memories of being a kid in the chair. I have memories of the, some terrible stuff that happened. Um, and what's really too interesting is I didn't even believe in mediums or, you know, I don't on purpose try to seek out dead people. I personally think that's illegal. If they show up, that's different because there's permission and you know, whatever they, you know, I don't believe in time and space. I think everyone can be seen um, with, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Um, but I don't believe in like sitting there doing a seance to like try to get someone back or yeah, whatever. But, satanic or any kind of, you know, tarot cards or, you know, God, what God made for good, Satan uses for evil. So yeah. by its very nature is a good thing. Okay. But they've utilized it to make it, a, a horrible thing. So people are literally like getting freaked out by things that 
that are good things. So it depends on technology is not a bad thing. It enables you and I to be speaking right now. And it enables, you know, many of your followers to be able to hear what your guests are saying. Technology is a good thing. It's how you use that technology. Yes. If you yes. use it various purposes and you implant it in someone's head so they have voice to skull and then you're giving them commands to tell them to go kill a bunch of kids that would be a bad use of technology right well and yeah the um what's interesting is i was interviewing someone for my show who happened to be a medium that is on netflix and i had only talked about my situation three years ago one time um, and, and it wasn't even like, this is the topic of conversation. I was on another person's show talking about my book and there was like a little blip in there about Montauk, not much, um, maybe 20 minutes of it or whatever, but otherwise there wasn't anything out there for anyone. And this guy had picked up that Max was with me and all this stuff that Max was saying, different things, um, referring to now, um, you know, and, anyway, and it's been multiple people like when I go met a hair at my hairdresser that cut my hair in 11th grade haven't talked to her in however many years i'm 51 so that's a long time ago but she had saw something on facebook regarding my biofeedback and was like wanting to get um a, a, a session basically and she said that she was very intuitive and moving into the medical field for intuitive stuff and i said well let's trade so when she she contacts me and we do my session she's like why do I see you in a chair with this thing on your head and like electricity going to your head? She had no knowledge of stranger things. She had no knowledge of anything that was had ever happened to me. She was mortified to even say it out loud. And, and even in my chart for astrology, it comes up Pluto with Jupiter and Mercury and all this stuff that happened, you know, Jupiter would um, be amplifying Pluto, which is the dark occult, whatever things during that time of transit in my younger years. And then also, um, I believe it was Mercury that had something to do with high tech and tra time travel. And, you know, I have massive amounts of journals all about time. I was obsessed with time, constantly writing about time. You know, as a little kid, seven years old, six years old. What's that? I wrote a song called We Only Have Time. I sing it in a Jamaican accent. One thing that we were talking about also, though, uh, which you helped me, was... Um, you had said that you had felt Max in your body, like, you know, felt his countenance in your body. And I shared with you that that happened to me twice. And one of the times was when I was at the JW Marriott and they had done, uh, I found out that I thought it was a failed television series. It's called PS I Love You with Greg Evigan. And I was doing a scene with Greg Evigan, which I don't know if it ever made it, made it into the pilot or not because I can't find it. And it was weird, the one that I found was in Russian and I was like okay that's weird and so I did a scene in one of the shops there at the JW Marriott and I felt John's face on my face I felt all of his inflection and I felt the heaviness of him I was like a size six then and I was like I felt the heaviness of him literally like walking with my feet and so yeah. when we had you know when we had talked about that I was like that happened to me it happened to me two times and the one time um so i go back and i look and then that, that's how i find out because i thought it was john sending me greg evigan because greg evigan was my two dads so that's john saying my dad is your dad right your dad that you grew up with not your dad your dad's my dad my dad's joseph mingley my actual dad's not my dad either and 
Um, that's that's what I perceived of it years later. Then I found out that when I started writing Agent X11, when I was in the crazy house, I started doing artwork for it and everything. Madonna comes out with um, that she's uh, Madam X, which seriously, are you married to anybody with the X name? But, you know, and I believe that I'm somehow twinned with Madonna. Now, I think maybe we came out of maybe the same batch, which, you know, for in vitro fertilization. I don't know how her mom, you know, appeared to be prolifically healthy, although she died of cancer. But in, in, fertile, in the fertilization uh, sphere, I don't know how many children they had. Then I find out when I read Chris's book, her brother that the father was in the military and he had high secret clearance. So next, while they talk about one child is basically sacrificed to this one or maybe more than one. But he, Chris had said that his father came home one day with a, showed him a, a brand new tank in a and said, it, you cannot tell anyone about this because this is top secret. And so he didn't mention it. I think Madonna's, uh, dad is still alive. But the unusual thing was that Madonna is born, I'm born August 11th, 1958. Madonna is born August 16th, 1958. And wow. uh, I was told to go watch the X-Files, a friend of mine. I'm like, hey, you know, go watch a couple X-Files, call me in the morning. And so a couple uh, months later, she says, Penny, you have to watch the Nisi episode. It's uh, uh, season three, I think, episode nine and 10. It's the alien autopsy thing. And it's about, um, they, they used the Ishimaru, so they used that name. Well, Yorito Ishii was a surgeon general in Japan, and he ran MKUltra experiments. We also, at the end of the, uh, he was going to drop, uh, they were going to drop biological warfare, bubonic plague on San Diego um, in a, an operation called Cherry Blossom at Night. It was August 15th, 1945, but September, they cancel it in september uh they signed the treatise and i think prince philip was there at the treatise signing and then ishii just kind of goes away he killed over you know fifty thousand people in mk ultra experiments just like joseph Murray. we don't hear anything about ishii what happens to ishii well in 1947 uh the united states brings him over to fort dietrich where he's doing experiments i believe he's cloning with joseph mengele and they're running operations to create the perfect uber super soldier. And then they're also creating synthetic clones. They're working on their technique um, because Hitler offered and everyone everlasting life through the uber super soldier. So if you take the premise from, you know, um, from the island, from some of the cloning movies that we're seeing from this day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, in which they have the clones there and then they upload the consciousness of the individual he has what's called the SIM card. They upload the consciousness of the individual, and then if the individual gets gets killed, they take the SIM card, the most updated one, which is on the computer, and then they put that into a cloned synthetic or humanoid body, and then that person has all of the memories. That's what we're talking about with uh, when they did the transfer of consciousness, but with two live people, two actual biological entities, Max Spears and Orlando Bloom. So they're transferring the consciousness of one. The one has the memories of the other. Interestingly enough, as he was Orlando Blue, he's with Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, well, and one of Johnny Depp's friends is Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando did Mutiny on the Bounty. And um, uh, Max's grandfather was in Mutiny on the Bounty. 
And so his wow. mom told me, I said, hey, do you have anything to say? Because I'm doing this, this thing where I'm talking about, I talk about everything. I don't just talk about one thing on these shows. I don't just talk about the entertainment complex. I also talk about, you know, some of the political people who are in the military industrial complex. But realistically, they're all in entertainment because they're all actors and liars. Okay, it doesn't matter what they're in, if they're pastors or they're, you know, they're presidents or uh, they're police officers. That's what they do. They're literally entertaining you with their lies. And, and the entertainment industry is actually creating movies based upon all of us. So this is one of the things that I talk about. If you go to my blog, you will see I'm not just writing about myself. I'm writing right. about all of the satanic uh, Hollywood entities that are, that are merged with one another. And so when you go back to Mac Pierce and you find out that his grandfather was a prolific actor and he acted in Danger Man, which became Secret Agent Man, which Johnny Rivers wrote Secret Agent Man for that show. And it's originally to be produced by uh, Ian Fleming, who wrote 007, but someone else produced it. So you're you're literally talking about when they say, hey, NATO has its own, you know, the CIA and the MI6, you know, KGB, NATO has its own agents. Well, you think, well, that's not true. But in fact, it was. And so why does Max get killed eight days after the NATO summit in Warsaw? It took me four years to get to that. I was like, oh, my God, now I get it. Right. So when you're researching, your research will avail you to some some answers. You just have to continue down that road. And I ask God, please reveal myself to me, which is a very potent uh, prayer. And I was, it was revealed to me in such a way that my head didn't explode because I literally should have had a heart attack and I was finding out all this stuff. Yeah, I, I know. I went through, I had to pull back a little bit after my first public talk about it in 16 because it was just a lot. But um, we were past, we went way over. Um, but, uh, you know, someone was asking, when did I get my memories or how did they trigger? I've always had my memories. So they're, you know, it's just, I just didn't talk about it except for to my family and what have you. So it didn't like they just started happening. Um, this has always been a memory, but they just didn't fit in any context to make sense of anything um, to answer your question. Uh, also, Vanessa has reached out to me now and we're supposed to be talking in the next few days. And I'm hoping that'll give me a little bit of understanding too. But the last thing I want to say, um, because I mean, literally, I don't know if you can answer this in five minutes, but when they they don't just infiltrate music and government and Hollywood, but the churches. And can you just say like two minutes about Frisbee and Lonnie Frisbee and you know how they put and I think maybe even I was put in a church because I was started out in in songwriting and music industry. I wrote for tons of people and recorded. I was on the radio, all of that stuff. I really was headed during, towards that path and then took a turn to ministry and had kind of stationed in ministry about 20 some years as a as a conference speaker all over the world whatever and um you know anyway but speak into how they're in, even infiltrating there well basically um i believe that the high uh, mega pastors are all freemasons and they're utilizing the bible to code you to control you to acquire your finances, to tell you who to marry, who not to marry, what movies to see, who to vote for. This is the ultimate mind control. Um, and uh, one of my pastors uh, was David Jeremiah. He was at Shadow Mountain, which I believe that is the shadow government. The former person that that was the pastor over that was called Scott Memorial, was Timothy LaHaye. Timothy LaHaye uh, 
wrote with uh, Dallas Jenkins' dad, Jerry Jenkins, the Left Behind series. And these are all Freemason. They're all part of the New World Order Club, and they're utilizing the frequencies of music. When you see Kenneth Copeland doing the thing, it's called Holy Laughter. It's not Holy Laughter. It is satanic frequency in which they're using the spoken word. And they didn't even touch these people in the audience. Google Holy Laughter and or Unholy Laughter. You'll see him and Kenneth Hagen, who the, the name Hagen is Ha is Satan and Gin is a jinn, right? Um, a demonic jinn. So they're utilizing the frequency of the spoken word. They're also using it in the evangelical uh, when they're doing the uh, tele-evangelicalism, where they're speaking the spoken word and they're disseminating uh, demons through the spoken word, through the frequency. And then they're also utilizing music and cer certain tones within the musicality. It all is one another. When you go to these mega churches, you're watching entertainment on the stage where they're playing music and doing skits. And they're literally hypnotizing you with this. And then they're and then when you're hypnotized and they hit you for 10% of your income. And instead of you going out and actually giving your 10% to a homeless person that you feel deserves it, they say, no, let us decide what we're going to do with your money. And then they buy super jets and huge houses and, you know, and then and they spread this demonic uh, New World Order uh, under the auspices of Jesus, and that's not my Jesus. That's Cash App Jesus, and that Jesus doesn't have anything to do with the Jesus I know and love. Well, if you, uh, I can't even listen to the music because it's so programming to be victim, to wait on some outside thing to help you, like Superman's going to come, Jesus is going to come, whoever, the White Hats, whatever, and the music is just like, oh, you know, please help me. I'm terrible. I'm wretched. You know, um, it's, it's so... You know, dependence, a lot of dependence what on the shepherd situation. What does that say you and I that were in the industry? We were singers. We were writers. That was our, you know, that was my life for a very long time. That was my life. That was everything I did. I don't listen to music either. On occasion, I will throw a song at somebody to, to enlighten them and make them happy, you know, or to prove my point. But I'm, I don't listen to music. And what does that say? Well, can you speak a little bit about Lonnie Frisbee and that whole situation, or is that like not a topic? Yes. Well, person, Lonnie Frisbee, Lonnie Frisbee uh, he was the head of, uh, basically he was the spearhead of the Jesus Freak movement in California. And at one point he lived in Costa Mesa and he attended, Chuck, he actually helped Chuck Smith found Calvary Chapel. I attended Calvary Chapel. And Lonnie must have met me there, which I just didn't know that he met me there. And I'm thinking about it. But I, when I broke up with Terrell, um, I remember picking him up, hitchhiking. I had a one-night stand with him. And, um, and then when, you know, 40, 50 years later, he died of AIDS, by the way. He was gay. Was, you know, he had a wife. But um, most of them are gay. And I believe what he was doing was he was collecting people at, um, at Chuck's house because you'd go and get these homeless guys and then bring them there and I think they were having sex and they were you know they were doing drugs because it was the flower power thing and then uh, also Chuck Lorre's uh, harvest uh, started from that and and that's also the offshoot of the harvest bible chapel with uh, when I, I attended there James McDonald's church so Lonnie Frisbee was um, I believe he was actually an asset of the CIA he was in um who was in San Francisco and in the gay scene. And um, 
I believe somehow he hooked up with uh, Mike Lacino. I'm not sure how. I don't know. I haven't investigated that further. All I know is that, you know, I started researching the auspices of that Jesus freak movement to which the children of God uh, were, you know, cult, a cult that was created in, um, I don't know if it was a coffee house, but it was created in Huntington Beach. So you're talking about uh, an industry which I believe that Jesus freak movement was actually created by the CIA, just like flower power um, to actually uh create debauchery and then utilize mind control techniques because you see these pastors right now are sex trafficking children and uh you know like rick warren's kid killed himself i think rick warren's child was probably sex trafficked to the clintons because they came to his church i attended rick's church i attended greg's church uh, i was you know i had to get my if you will my mk ultra fix you know you're thinking that you're meeting jesus there you're not you're actually he resides within you. That frequency of the light is in you. It's either in you or it's not in you. It's, you know, not something that you can buy at a Sunday service. And basically what they're doing is they're MK altering you. They're holding you under a control. And then they will utilize the Bible to trigger you do nefarious deeds. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, honestly, I just, you know, again, we need to, I got to, end it. I don't want to end it. I could talk to you all day. I just think when I see myself as that little kid and think about some of the stuff that happened, it's, it's, I mean, I can finally like even look at this without completely having a breakdown, but, um, but yeah, I think we're all finding each other where things, more things are coming to light. More people are connecting the dots by us talking about these things. Um, just by looking at the comments, there's a lot of people who can relate and or having making their own connections. Um, but but before we go, I just want to remind everybody, go to swiftfire.org, get on the newsletter. Um, we have a lot of really good things coming up that I think you guys are going to be interested in. I'd love to have you back, Penny. Um, and please, one more time, just tell everybody where they can find you. I'm going to put your slide up here, too, so people can see that. But Well, I um, thank you very much for I thank you very much for the opportunity to speak on your platform. And I thank you for everything that you're doing because you're truly opening up people's eyes. And I believe that we all need to start speaking with one another. So if you need to contact me or you have any experiences that you want to speak about regarding MK Ultra um, or uh, targeting or sex trafficking, my phone number is 619-779-9771. Please text my phone. I won't answer unless you're in my contact. So text my phone, say who you are or anything that you, any information that you want to share with me um, or anything that you want me to research because I do a, a lot of research. And again, I'm on Dave Zublik's Dark Outpost on Rumble. I'll be on there tomorrow, um, 10 to 1 uh, Central Standard Time, unless it gets, unless I drop off an hour, which would then it would be 11 to 1. And uh, my Gmail is shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, entertainment at gmail.com my blog is shepherd again s-h-e-p-a-r-d entertainment.blogspot.com um and my twitter is shepherd out and agent x 11 stranger things and my ig is shepherd out and agent x.11 so you know i think that we all need to start talking to one another and i encourage everyone to write create a blog. Blogs are very easy to create. If you don't know how to, just Google one. You can create a Wix, W-I-X blog, and just Google how do I start a Wix. If you can post on Facebook, 
you can do your own blog. And this is how we start, you know, the war against the evil perpetration that has occurred on us by all sharing our information and our research with one another. Yes. And I have actually too, um, you can go on my website for my books, a lot of the information and the things that they use for bad, uh, I'm using for good. And there's a lot of revelation and understanding in some of these books that will help maybe get you guys some dots connected as well. Um, but thank you. I love you. Thank you. I hope, I hope to have you back. And I know, I think I'm going to be on your show as well. And that's going to be fun. And our David show that you co host with, which is tomorrow, every Friday, you, you do it every Friday. And so I'll look forward to that. And, um, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate all your beautiful comments and, um, just your participation is always fun to see your energy and your love and your encouragement. And, um, you guys have a great week and we will see you next time. Love you, Penny. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.